This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 978. Life in a Tiny House. Why I Sold Everything I Owned by Lauren Jade Martin with nosidebar.com, and I'm Justin Mollick, the guy that's closing in on 1,000 narrated articles for nearly 1,000 days straight, which is crazy. I will be doing something special for the 1,000th episode. It's in the works. It'll be fun, so make sure you stay subscribed for that, but I'll keep this intro nice and short for you today, so let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Life in a Tiny House, Why I Sold Everything I Owned, by Lauren Jade Martin with nosidebar.com. Early one morning in late 2014, I woke up in a panic with severe pain in my chest. I couldn't breathe. My boyfriend saw that I was clearly struggling for air and quickly called 911. On the way to the hospital, all I could think about was my family, friends, and how I was way too young to die. The nurses poked and prodded, the doctors ran their tests, and when they returned, the diagnosis was clear. Young lady, you weren't having a heart attack, but you did suffer a severe excess stuff omania attack. In layman's terms, your excess stuff is suffocating you, causing you to go into a panic attack. Recommended treatment, sell or discard 80 to 90% of what you own and move into something under 300 square feet. Okay, so none of this was real. 911 was never called. It was all in my mind. Late in 2014, enough was enough. From all my years of moving, traveling, and general indecisiveness, I found myself depressed and uninspired. Our apartment was filled with useless stuff, most of which I had thrown mindlessly in my basket during quick trips into Target to pick up just one thing. Things big and small crept their way into my life when I wasn't looking until I couldn't ignore it any longer. They were holding me back, distracting me from all the things I really wanted to accomplish. My stuff was suffocating me, and I knew that something had to change. Life in a tiny house. It only took us a couple of days before we were sold on the idea. So later that fall, we decided to downsize and sell everything we owned to move into 220 square feet on wheels. It was a pretty easy decision to make. The process was a bit daunting, but equally exciting. After struggling for years to keep our heads above water in the tumultuous world of entrepreneurship and bouncing between apartments, it was our opportunity to really shake things up and make a big change. We ultimately decided on remodeling a travel trailer due to time and budget restraints. The downsizing process took a solid two to three months of work. We listed the bigger ticket items on Craigslist and Instagram. Essentially, everything had to go. We purged the closets, the kitchen, the living room, the bathroom. Basically, everything was up for grabs. The yard sale was a big success, and we donated several car loads of stuff. Every time a sale was made, I felt a tiny weight being lifted from my shoulders. 
Nice old clothes that still had original tags on them, broken electronics covered in dust, and a Martha Stewart fondue pot kit that I had moved around with me since 2007. I know the date because the receipt was still taped to the box. We got our first taste of the minimalistic life during our last month in the apartment. Only a table, two chairs, and a rug occupied our living room. Even after we moved into our tiny home, we continued to purge. It was almost as if it had become second nature, addictive in a sense. For so long, I believed all the material possessions in our life helped define us and that I needed to assign certain value or importance on a certain possession. The process of downsizing was completely magical and transformative. My depression began to slowly melt away and my anxiety all but vanished. I stopped taking the prescriptions my doctor was writing to mask the symptoms. I instead found a cure and treated the problem. My relationships both with myself and the people around me had improved and I was able to think more clearly. My motivation had returned and I could breathe again. We have become a society of consumers that have been tricked into believing that having more validates us and gives us power that makes us more important than we really are. As the tiny house and minimalist movement continues to gain momentum and popularity, the tides are beginning to turn. The old sales and marketing gimmicks are not as effective as they used to be. As mainstream media continues to expose corporate greed and the conditions of factories and people literally dying to produce these products we consume to excess, we're becoming more cautious. It's been a fun way of life so far, and I hope that it continues. I've definitely discovered a lot about myself along the way. Here are five things I've learned after downsizing and living tiny. Number one, I stopped caring what people think about me. As a blogger, it can be easy to be overly sensitive to what others think, but once I stripped myself of all the material excess, it allowed me to tell a more authentic story. I won't be everyone's cup of tea, and that's okay. Number two, I learned to be honest with myself. Once you strip yourself of stuff, it forces you to get much more real with yourself and with others. I stopped lying to myself about how I thought my life should look and began living it how I wanted to live. Number three, I appreciate and take care of the things I own. In my old life, everything was out of whack. I was working way too much, not taking care of myself and neglected my relationships. After moving into a tiny house, I've been able to focus on the few things we own. Number four, doing nothing is sometimes okay. I used to be a busy is better person. I've learned that turning everything off and just hanging out on the couch for an afternoon is okay. And this is something I no longer feel guilty about. And number five, things are replaceable. People and experiences are not. This by far is the most important thing ever. You just listened to the post titled Life in a Tiny House, Why I Sold Everything I Owned by Lauren Jade Martin with NoSidebar.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. She caught me. I totally thought that story about not being able to breathe at the beginning was true. Anyway, Dan from Optimal Finance Daily has started narrating articles from No Sidebar also. He just did two days ago, actually. 
So if you like this show, you can hear a lot more over there by subscribing to that show. Again, that's Optimal Finance Daily. If you're already a fan of that show, one huge thing you can do to support it would be to vote for Optimal Finance Daily in the People's Choice category. That's for the Plutus Awards. I have a shortcut link for that. It's oldpodcast.com slash vote. I'm really trying to get Dan some recognition for all the work he's done for us for two and a half years. And it's people's choice, so we're relying on you. Again, that's oldpodcast.com slash vote to vote for it. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll be back tomorrow with a post from Courtney Carver and where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.